The following program is brought to you by the 511 Media Group. This program is available on iTunes, Spotify, the 511 Media Group YouTube channel, and 511mediagroup.com. What is going on, spookos and witches? Welcome back to another episode of Lights Out. Uh, today, we have a little bit of a different structure here. As you heard, we got a new intro. Uh, and today, we're going to be talking about cryptids. Summer, explain what a cryptid is for our lovely people. Cryptid is kind of like an urban legend or a myth that is common in certain types of areas. Yeah. So it's bit, it's usually like a person or a, a thing, a Monster, creature of some sort. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's basically mythology or... Um, some kind of urban legend, but you would recognize it's just a fancy name for an urban legend yeah, creature, basically. Much. Uh, <laughs> so we each have two to present today. Uh, did you say you wanted me to go? Yeah, you can go ahead. Oh, so honored. Okay. <laughs> so the first one I wanted to talk about is the Ozark. <laughs> Words are hard again this week. I'm so sorry. Uh, the Ozark Howler, um, mainly because I lived in Missouri for four years for college, and uh, Lake of the Ozarks is one of the most famous places in Missouri, and it's also in Arkansas. And uh, this creature is located in Missouri, Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Kansas. At least it's where it's been reportedly spotted. Um, it is a bear-like body with muscular limbs and shaggy fur. It is four to eight foot on four legs and even taller when it stands up. People haven't measured it, but that would probably assume you it doubles in size. So probably like either eight to 16 feet tall, yeah. which... <laughs> Sounds like a bear almost. Um, and it has red eyes, horns or antlers. They kind of mix depending on who's seen it. And they have a lion or bull tail. A lot of people say it kind of looks like a cat mixed with a bear and um, has that lion tail. Okay. So it's it's kind of it's kind of scary looking and like the antlers make it worse. But I mean, regardless, if I saw this on the side of the road, I would not want to interact with it. <laughs> um, but the the thing about it is there's so much weird stuff about it. Like the fact that it leaves no tracks and if it finds you, it's almost impossible to escape. So it kind of, I was thinking about it earlier when I was on my walk, you know, it's like shower thoughts, but walk thoughts. <laughs> and um, I was thinking about it. And I was like, you know, it kind of sounds like a hellhound mixed with like a banshee because they say if you, if it finds you, it's like a death omen, like a banshee's would be. Okay. So if you hear its howl, some people say if you hear its howl, it's also a death omen. But if you see it, it's most likely you're not, you're, you're dead either way. <laughs> Imagine it just walks up to your car when you're driving down the road. Like, it like hey. hits its antlers. It's like. You ready? <laughs> <laughs> like hop on, let's go. <laughs> yeah, it I I don't know. It's it's kind of confusing what the stories mix up in, but that's as best as I can like picture it. So Hellhound Banshee with that body all in one. Because it I mean, it's a wild creature. It's like it reproduced with common animals. A hellhound yeah. reproduced with common animals. Um, and it says that the howl is the only way to avoid the creature. So if you hear the howl, you better make like a bee and get out of there. <laughs> um, and the locals say those who hear it meet an untimely death. Like a lot of people have had like a car accident or some accident in the woods, like a 
falling off a cliff or something. Yeah, some some random thing you can think of that happens in the forest. It probably would happen to them. Um, and they have a couple theories on um, what this creature is. So the first one I saw was it's a single spiritual being. So they say this because there's only ever been one spotted. It's not been like multiple. It's like Bigfoot, right? We're assuming it's the same Bigfoot. Like we're assuming this isn't like a separate species of humans. Mm-hmm. It's There's one Bigfoot and one, you know, Loch Ness monster and all that. Um, they say it could be a skinwalker or some other native spirit, but that theory is kind of, eh, because yeah. <laughs> skinwalkers tend to change based on what they're hunting, and this seems to have a very similar traits all around. Uh, so the second theory is, it's a real thing, but it got hybridized by multiple species, so that's why it looks like different animals. So they think that it's not necessarily a creature that's not real it's just an animal that got bad genetics yeah (laughs) (laughs) one animal mixed with too many other animals and it just it's it's the oddball in the family (laughs) um and they say it's it's most likely a docile creature because there's no attacks of well there's no reports of attacks on any people that they found so supposedly that makes it docile i think it just means people got lucky if that's any case <laughs> like hey there's a serial killer that lived in your town but it's docile because it didn't kill you yeah. like it uh, that i wouldn't describe that with this kind of creature but the third theory is that it's a species that was thought to be extinct but has come back which over time we've realized happens more commonly than not so um the howler was centered around the service myth or Anun myth. They okay. all kind of represent the same thing. Okay. Cerberus is the hellhound that protects the entrance to hell and makes sure no beings escape. Uh, so it's kind of centered around that, which is why I thought about the hellhound mixture. And so it's it kind of like a guard dog. I guess, but I don't know what it would be protecting in the woods. I think it's just a reference of sorts. Okay. But... I don't know. I just, I guess people are just trying to make sense of it over time. Uh, it was first spotted in the mid 1900s. And if you know anything about Missouri, people in Missouri are obsessed with Daniel Boone. He's a historical f- uh, figure in Missouri culture. Uh, the, the town I lived in was in Boone County. And then there was a Daniel Boone hospital, <laughs> women's and children's. And so he's just kind of a big thing down there. I don't really know a lot about the man himself, but I know he was a big figure and I'm pretty sure he was rich like most of them were back in that age. Uh, So he said that he had two different encounters with it. The first one was in 1810. He was hunting north of Cuba, Missouri. Yes, Missouri has very strange city names. (laughs) They have a Mexico Missouri, they have a California Missouri. (laughs) They they, I guess, just ran out of names. They were like, just... Pick one. (laughs) Throw a dart. (laughs) Pick a name. Uh, So he was hunting north of Cuba, Missouri. He shot and wounded a unidentifiable creature. And then in 1816, he was hunting the Platte River and he killed and put it on display. But I don't think there was any evidence of it. I don't think it was ever seen. So I don't know where this came from. The person in the video talking about it just said that it wasn't recovered after his death. So I don't know if it just (laughs) wasn't real and he just thought he found a new creature and it was just like a rabid deer or something. I don't know. Um, So it's been seen pretty much in the late 1800s to early 1900s. And 
Um, a church in Arkansas actually depicted the howler in stained glass art. And there was this huge like conspiracy theory that said that it was a it was there to ward it off or something, or they were kind of worshiping it so it would leave them alone because it was closely protected. And then once it was removed from the church, when a new pastor came in, the church burned down. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So people say that it was kind of a protection thing, but I, that's just kind of a coincidence. And I don't know how often mm-hmm. church fires were back then, but that just sounds a little suspicious to me. Yeah, from my knowledge, when you're trying to protect yourself from something, you're not going to use the thing that you're trying to get protection from. I think they were trying to, like, worship it or, like, like get the respect from it. So, like, they show that they respected it so it wouldn't come and attack them okay. or something and kind of, like, keep it away. I think it was more like that, not like, we're worshiping you or <laughs> we're trying to stay away from you but here you are so just know that if you see yourself like don't come here (laughs) I think it was just a we're trying to keep ourselves protected so we're gonna respect this creature and in return it'll leave us alone okay um so in 1946 in Oklahoma a new settlement went into a howler territory and as you probably can suspect it attacked it and terrorized them until they moved away but I don't think anyone was injured I think it was just a lot of scare tactic. Okay. Uh, In the 1950s, hunters reported a goat-like predator being seen. In 1976, a man claimed to have shot the howler in Texas. There's a lot of these stories where people just claim to have shot it and never recovered their body. I don't know. And uh, in 1980s, a trucker pulled over to just park on the side of the road. He was tired. And he saw a cat-like creature with a long tail, shaggy fur, horns, and red eyes crossing the road. Very distinctive descriptions for seeing an animal cross the road. So (laughs) either it's very true and he saw this creature and it scared the living shit out of him or he made it up. Yeah. Either way. In 1998, the howler was supposedly killed near Branson, Missouri, which is the big chair. If you've seen that yeah, in pictures. Yeah, I've been to Branson, Missouri. Silver Dollar City, I believe, is in yeah. Branson. I uh, have a shirt from that place. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the Howler while you there? Nice tourist attraction. Yeah, actually. He we, was on the chair, right? <laughs> yeah, we took a picture together. What if that's like his home? Like he just goes and sleeps on the chair at night <laughs> and then goes back in the forest. I mean, it could make sense. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's attracted to it. Uh, in 2011, locals in Jasper, Arkansas reported Howler sightings. In 2015, it was spotted by a group of hikers near Devil's Den State Park in Arkansas. Interesting. It was found near a den named after the devil, but could just be a coincidence. We'll say that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In 2016, wildlife officers responded to a howler sighting near Springsdale, Arkansas. And in 2018, hikers were spotted uh, within the Bray Conservation Area in Rolla, Missouri, which my gentry lives Really close to Rolla, Missouri. And I thought about, I asked her this night, I was like, have you heard of the Hozark Hollower by any chance? She's like, no, I haven't. I was like, oh, okay. I was, I was wondering. I don't want to scare you, but. <laughs> you live off a highway in the middle of nowhere. So, I mean, <laughs> you might want to look it up sometime. Yeah. Um, and like I said, he's considered to be a dark omen predicting death to those who see it. Uh, and the howl is described as a deep and guttural as well as a high-pitched howl. And others say it's an unearthly scream and half-human, commonly described similar to the screams of a woman. I tried to picture it in my head and it just, it didn't add up. <laughs> Did not compute. <laughs> my brain said, 
I'm not going to try. And yeah. <laughs> I, they played it in a video and I was like, are you trying to kill me? <laughs> I was like, am I going to wake up tomorrow? Please don't play this on me. <laughs> I don't like, I don't like seeing any of those cursed images. I don't like seeing things that are supposedly going to be a death omen because I'm just like, I'm not taking a chance. Robert the doll, yep. always say sorry, Robert, and move on. And you just pretend like it never happened. <laughs> That's what I did. I was like, I didn't hear that. I don't know what that is. I'm just going to pretend I didn't hear that. Yeah, you definitely don't want to be on the deep side of TikTok because that's all that is <laughs> <laughs> or the dark side of reddit that's yeah. where that also is um but that's all i have for the ogazar cobbler it's not very descriptive um it wasn't a super common one i found but i thought he was interesting just with all the references to it and it seemed like people supposedly have seen it but it seems as realistic as bigfoot to me yeah it seems kind of the same aspects as bigfoot where you've seen it but there's no evidence yeah, like, people have shot it, but where's where's the dead body? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's possible they shot it and it, like, ran away, because that happens with deer a lot. Yeah, but, but then, you know, you can usually find the blood trail and follow it. That's what a lot of hunters do. I mean, yeah, if it was a hunter hunting something, uh, you would think that he would find at least where the body something. went. Something, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, the first one I'm going to be talking about today is very common i feel like a lot of people have heard about it at least a little bit is the new jersey devil and it's one of the most infamous and oldest folklore known for a close 300 years new jerseyans have told stories on this creature and legend says in 1935 a pines resident known as mother Leeds found herself pregnant for the 13th time nice yeah that's a lot of children i can't even imagine their bills i don't know why <laughs> you would do that to yourself <laughs> well the Leeds was a low-class family. Her family was a drunk and made few efforts to take care of their children. The mother reaching the point of absolute ex aspiration, I can't say that word, I guess, uh, <laughs> upon learning about her 13th child, raised her hands to the heavens and proclaimed, let this one be the devil. Now, I don't know why she wanted it to be the devil. Maybe she just absolutely lost her mind. She was sloshed. Or 100%. <laughs> she, was, she was out of it. Or she wanted to, like... She was like... This has to be a curse. Like, this yeah. is the 13th child. Yeah. I mean, if I was, I had 13 children, I'd be like, okay, the 13th is the bad kid. That It has to be. Yeah, the red-haired kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, the mother went into labor with local midwives at her home, and the birth went normal, but within minutes, Mother Leeds' unholy wish she made months prior came to fruition. Within moments, the baby metamorphosized before their eyes, sprouting horns, talon-like claws, leather wings, feathers sprouting along the body, and eyes growing larger and glowing bright red. The creature killed and attacked its own mother and then turned pulling midwives limb from limb. This just sounds like a bad case of, like, bestiality to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like this, who made this up? Like, I, you know, you can spot the New Jersey Devil, but the story behind it... Sounds a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> I need record. I need proof. Thank you. Well, let me see the birth record. Where's the graveyard <laughs> with the with all of the midwives buried, please? Yeah. After killing the midwives, the devil went and knocked down the door, killing as many family members as possible. Those who survived, which were very few, watched in horror as the beast flew up the chimney, shrieking. In the 18th and 19th century, the devil was spotted sporadically throughout the Pine Barrens region. The most infamous occurred during the week of January 16th to January 23rd of 1909. 
Early in the week, there were reports emerging from all across Delaware Valley that strange tracks have been appearing in the snow. The mysterious prints went over and under fences, through fields and backyards, and across rooftops of houses. Out of fear, schools closed down and they suffered low attendance throughout the lower New, New Jersey and Philadelphia. Mills and Pine Barrens were forced to close when workers refused to li- leave their homes and travel through the woods to get their job to their jobs out of fear coming in contact with the devil. Now, I don't know if you remember this conversation, but we were under the influence uh, a week or two ago and we were talking about this and I said, if it had wings, why would it walk? Why would it walk? <laughs> like all the prints are on the ground. Yeah, but uh, also birds walk. They not, do. Not often. It's usually to land, pick up food, and then go away. Like, these tracks were, like, leading under things. Like, you could just fly over the fence. Why you gotta go under the fence? Yeah. But, you know. He, he it wanted, just doesn't make any sense. Like, what if, it's just a, it what if it's just a weird fox or something? It's possible. But all of these tracks are, like, goat-like hooks. Maybe it was a goat. It's possible. But, um, you know, people have claimed to see it. I know, but, like, maybe that one wasn't it. Maybe that was just a goat that got out. (laughs) A goat with wings? (laughs) Well, I mean, like, the tracks don't make sense. The legend, maybe. I mean, I've seen a picture of it, and it looks pretty real to me, but I I just can't. That that story doesn't add up. Yeah, the whole backstory (laughs) behind it seems a little far-fetched. Like, she just lost her mind, was like, give me the devil. And they're like, okay, sure. (laughs) Like, yeah, no problem. Go up there, big man. (laughs) <laughs> it's like okay i'll Wreck be some b- havoc i'll be back <laughs> like it just it doesn't whatever yeah <laughs> please continue <laughs> that's all i've got for the new jersey devil there haven't been many accounts but people are like yeah this this is it yeah it's very common i think especially since it's in new jersey and they say a lot of crazy stuff happens in new jersey <laughs> what do they have up there <laughs> what are they on uh jersey shore <laughs> oh that's true they might just the UV lights are just yeah, burning their brain uh, cells. Polly D actually summoned the New Jersey Devil. <laughs> oh, I thought you were serious. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought that was a thing. I was like, oh, Polly D, what are you doing, man? <laughs> well, okay. We're, we're done bashing New Jersey. I'm sorry. Um, so the next one I have is a very popular one. And I heard about it a long time ago. And not from myself, but because my father was in fear of it. And uh, I've seen the movie of this. I fell asleep a couple times trying to watch this movie. It's not very good. In my opinion, I mean, it's just very slow. <laughs> it's just very slow. It drags very I ha- much. I haven't had the pleasure. It's, it's. I mean, it's kind of spooky. Like, there's, it's suspenseful, but it's just not, like... I yeah. I feel like we also watch a lot of horror movies that would be very terrifying. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's just the, the era. You okay. know, we grew up in very... I mean, we didn't grow up, but... We're used to movies now being so well done that CGI looks real. Yeah. <laughs> Where, whereas 10 years ago or 15 years ago, it looked horrible. Yeah. Except Scooby-Doo. That is a, that is a number one. Number one. Will <laughs> never, ever be fake. <laughs> it is a real dog. Anyway, <laughs> so this is the Mothman. And he's located in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Uh, the original first sighting was on November 12th, 1966, which was the year my mother was born in, in uh, Clendenin, West Virginia, in a graveyard. So these grave diggers were in West Virginia, 
and they were just, you know, doing their night shift, digging things, and <laughs> they found it flying over, and they were like, oh, that's not normal, <laughs> and they reported it, um, and the second sighting was three days later, and the people didn't believe the grave diggers, they just were like, whatever, like, you're in a graveyard, you probably spooked yourself, but the next report um, was from Roger Scarberry and Steve Mallet, and they reported a six to seven foot tall beast with red eyes, six inches apart on its face. I don't know why that matters. And a 10 foot wingspan, and it avoided light, strangely enough, because they were in their car. And I think it was crossing the road or something. And it just, just walking along. Yeah, it was just, it was going out for a nightly stroll, and the headlights just kind of it avoided them, I guess. Um, but it's able to apparently fly up a hundred and miles per hour and it's clumsy on the ground. Sounds you, like me. <laughs> I'm telling you, the New Jersey devil, he doesn't, why would he, he's probably clumsy on the ground too. Yeah. I mean, he probably knocked his head when he was going under those places. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there were eight additional sightings three days after the initial report. So people were like, okay, like not everyone's probably on something. This is probably something serious. And uh, two volunteer firefighters reported a large bird with red eyes. I I like the image knowing that it's like a moth face, not a bird, because that just wears me out even more. Yeah, because kn- I've seen pictures of Mothman. There's been sightings around Crystal Lake and Woodstock as well. Do you not remember that? No. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, it might have been last year or the year before that there were a lot of sightings. And then we made a joke that one of our coworkers was Mothman. But moving on. <laughs> just i don't think it would come out why would it come out here okay if it's in west virginia and it's basically worshipped out there why would you come here <laughs> you wanted to see if uh see the world yeah see lovely see. midwest illinois that, that's what you wanted to do we have corn and not that many lights we have enough light i mean anyway <laughs> um so then a report came from Noel Partridge, uh, and he was from Salem, West Virginia, and he saw strange patterns appearing on his TV, and he heard a noise outside, and so he shined his flashlight out to see what was going on, and he saw two red eyes. And apparently this is a really popular anecdote, and people refer to the story, because why would a man who just looks outside and see two red eyes, why would it not be an animal or something i mean the tv is a little weird don't get me wrong but it could have been a ghost or something (laughs) yeah uh so they think that this is true though because his dog disappeared that night as well mothman wanted a pet or he was hungry i don't know (laughs) i'm going to go with the pet idea because i I don't want to picture mossy like other insects (laughs) you know i honestly don't know what plants eat (laughs) what do you eat a dog (laughs) i I mean, I don't know. This is some giant moth we're talking about that you, may or may not also look like a bird. Although butterflies do like blood when people die, so maybe moths are the same way. Whoa, what? <laughs> they do. They I did not know Butterflies that. can eat corpses. That scares me. Well, um, a cattle can do it too, so I mean. Yeah, I mean, if you, I forget what it's possible. called, Gerald this <laughs> game or something, the dog eats the husband. Yeah, we don't kind of ruin Stephen King movies for people, Summer. I'm sorry. Stop it. <laughs> So um, they have a couple theories for this because it doesn't make sense and people try to make sense of things they don't understand. So theory number one comes from Dr. Robert R- Robert L. Smith, and he attributed the sightings to a sandhill crane. 
<laughs> and these cranes apparently can stand almost as tall as an average man and has red eyes. Well, it has red eye sockets. So like the skin around the eyes is red, kind of like how like a turkey, like that kind of yeah. red. Um, and I, I don't know, I, the thought of a crane standing as tall as a person kind of scares me, but I don't like birds very much. <laughs> so, uh, people thought this was compelling as reports were described as bird-like, but a lot of the, like the famous reports don't report birds. Yeah, it makes sense, but if, it wouldn't if they're claiming that it was glowing and especially at night, you're not going to be able to see like, oh, the that bird eyes, has yeah red around his eyes and cranes don't t- they're not nocturnal they're usually out during the daytime yeah. uh, so that one didn't uh, that one was kind of weird the second theory is that a crane was deformed again with the bad genes here so it was in a tnt area so this was a series of bunkers that used to be back in world war ii where they would make munitions so just the radiation and whatever else it was in there and got deformed and radiation poisoning or whatever it can do to you. Kind of like that area that's, I forget where it is, but there's an area where um, a radiation leak happened and they had to evacuate the town. But there's still it's there's still things in there, but it's so, you die if you went in there basically. Yeah. But there's animals and stuff still in there, so they don't know what they look like or anything. So maybe that happened with a crane. I don't know. And then theory number three is the work of a committed prankster who hid in the abandoned World War II plant where some sightings were. So they don't think it's an actual creature. They think it's just a kid who was trying to play a prank and it went too far and now everyone believes in this mythical creature. Which doesn't sound very believable to me, but... Because, I mean, it's something that's flying, right? Yeah. So why would a kid on the ground, like unless if he's like Jonathan J. Jacoby or whatever from Scooby-Doo and <laughs> made the contraption to fly, I mean, that one doesn't add up. So locals became convinced that they were seeing the Mothman and birds and other large animals. So they were starting to lose their minds a little bit. So they don't know if all the reports are true or if people are just in a craze because they think something's hunting them in West Virginia. I don't know. Yeah, they could just be <laughs> so paranoid that they're thinking that they're seeing yeah, they're Mothman. Just, they're seeing Mothman. Oh, it's a dog. It could be Mothman. Stay away from it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the Mothman legend resembles several demon archetypes with people who experience sleep paralysis. So uh, sleep paralysis demons are typically embodiments of typical human fears. So... What you're seeing in sleep paralysis is typically something you're fearing and it resembles whatever creature you see in your dreams. But this made people think that they were seeing it. So again, things just kind of escalated. So there are paranormal theories that paint the Mothman to the harbinger of doom or the cause of the silver bridge collapse. So this is where it gets kind of crazy, right? So the harbinger, if you don't know, it's in the Bible doomsday is going to happen when this person comes to earth he's going to make the apocalypse happen essentially and they think that this is him so the first thing is the silver bridge collapse so this was a bridge a a bridge built to connect point pleasant west virginia to galopolis ohio and it was made for lighter cars because at the time cars weren't as heavy as they are now they were lighter and it was easier to transport and since it was built for lighter cars, it had no failsafe if a single part breaks. So, <laughs> basically, it's an outdated bridge that did not get reconstructed and could have easily broken and just would have completely fallen apart. So, 46 people died by drowning or being crushed in the wreck. And 
they thought that this was the Mothman. Because why wouldn't something so easily explainable happen? Yeah. <laughs> why would you think that? It's just poor construction. Yeah. And, and maybe they did it to make it seem like it wasn't the state's responsibility or I don't know. But they use the Mothman as the excuse to say the Silver Bridge collapsed. They're trying to make it so a bunch of people don't sue them. Maybe. I don't know who started it. Uh, it could have been the state or someone running in it, or maybe someone just a little butterfly went around and told people it was the Mothman. And yeah. they're like, yes, has to be. So John Keel wrote the Mothman prophecies in 1975, and he incorporated UFO activity into his book. And it became iconic among conspiracy theorists, uf- ufologists, and paranormal fans. And then it was adapted into film in 2002, starring Richard Gere. And uh, it started. It, the story is a little different. So it, it's a reporter whose wife was witnessed the Mothman uh, shortly before her death. He finds himself in Point Pleasant somehow years later, with no idea how he got there. And he isn't the only one experiencing this, like loss of memory. And they're there. So several locals have premonitions of distant disasters and visitations from a figure called the Mothman. Uh, and this got mixed reviews. It popularized the harbinger of doom theory, so it probably freaked a lot of people out, including my father. <laughs> um, and the movie led believers to the Mothman, uh, to the Chernobyl disaster of 1986, and the swine flu outbreak of 2009, and the 2011 nuclear disaster of Fukushima. So they're just blaming Mothman? Yes. Okay. They, I, I mean, they're just trying to make sense of it, maybe, and place the blame on something. Like, yeah, this guy's making it all happen. The world's just not doing that to themselves. Yes, because a, a flu that's developed from pigs. Mothman did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the nuclear disaster, which, you know, if you work with nuclear radiation products, it's very easy for something bad to happen because yeah. it is not something that should be contained into an item of destruction. <laughs> yeah. So it it's not supposed to be contained. So blaming it on a mystical creature just makes it look worse. Yeah. <laughs> um so the sightings have declined since the late 1960s and a sighting emerges every so often. But in 2016, a man moved to Point Pleasant and reportedly seen a mysterious creature jumping from tree to tree. And they only believed him because he was unaware of the legend until he spotted it himself. So he had no idea that the Mothman existed. I don't know if he lived under, like, a rock or what. Like, you move to a town and have no idea that the most famous urban legend ever, (laughs) one of the most famous urban legends to exist today, you didn't know that it, it, it was a thing. Yeah. I mean, it's possible they said that they didn't know in order for people to believe them. Yeah, I just, I don't believe him personally. I think it's a lot of, you know, bringing it back up because it wasn't as popular anymore. Um, So in West Virginia, there's a historical museum. There's a 12-foot statue (laughs) in an annual festival every September, which a lot of people talk about because it's a big thing there. It's like, uh, it's like Mardi Gras. It's just insane down there. Uh, so also some believers tie him to 9-11. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Uh, and from 2011 to 2017, around 55 people report seeing him in Chicago. In 2020, a petition was created to replace all Confederate soldiers' statues with the Mothman. Which I could get behind, because we don't want that reminder, but I don't know if we should put the Mothman in place. Maybe we could do, like, 
Pocahontas or, you know, someone of historical relevance that's real <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that wouldn't be the worst idea in the world i mean if we were gonna tear down the statues and put yeah. up mothman i wouldn't be that upset yeah my question is are they like obsessing over mothman because they're scared or because they really like the story or they think he's not bad i don't know i feel like it, i think it depends on what you believe in yeah i mean i don't think mothman's real personally I don't know. There was that one picture that was really popularized the last couple of years of that like angel in the sky, but it looks a lot like Mothman yeah. and what he's depicted as. Yeah. I've seen like pictures from Woodstock and it was, it looked like Mothman, but you know, Photoshop exists. Yeah. It's hard to believe something if you don't see it yourself. Yeah. Honestly. Which it, is where a lot of like skeptical people come from. Like ghosts aren't real. I haven't seen them. Well, just cause you haven't seen it doesn't mean it's not real. So maybe, maybe the Mothman is real then. Yeah, you haven't seen your own heart, but you know it's there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know my brain's in my head. It, sometimes it doesn't feel like it, but it's there. <laughs> Keeping me alive. Um, and a new documentary just came out on October 20th, actually, called The Mothman Legacy. I forgot what it's on. I think it's on Hulu. But okay. a new documentary came out. I was going to watch it before this. Completely forgot about it. Spaced out. Moved on to the next subject. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I did see The Mothman Prophecies, and it was kind of spooky. Uh my dad's here if he wants to talk about it a little bit. I know it kind of affected you a little differently than it did me, personally. Hi. Hi. Hello. So, um, <laughs> so the movie is is the first time I was um, exposed to the Mothman Prophecies. Where were you when you saw this movie? Uh, it came out in 2002. You were traveling, though. Were you in I Colorado? I was traveling. It, so I saw it in my hotel room. So it was obviously not when it came out in the theaters. It's probably three or four years later, so I don't know, 20, 2005, 2006, something like that. A um, couple things. Um, I know you mentioned a few of these things, but um, one of the key parts of the movie was that when Richard Gere, Richard Gere's a reporter yeah. uh, in the movie, and he was traveling uh, to Point Pleasant and wound up, he was actually traveling to... I don't know, Washington or something or other, wherever he was going, wound up in Point Pleasant, completely the opposite direction of where he was going. And there was no possible way in the time frame that he left to when he arrived, he could have gotten there in that amount of time without you know, speeding 200 miles an hour or whatever it was, because he was completely in the opposite direction. So that was the first suspenseful thing. And it kind of drew you in. You're like, okay, that's kind of interesting and weird. And um, he knocked on these, he, he kind of, his car broke down on the side of the road knocked on this guy's door and the guy came out with a gun yelling and screaming at him going, you know, stop harassing me. And so he claimed that Richard Gere was there the night, his character and his character's name in the movie is John Klein, that John was there the night before. Um, and he hadn't been, this is the first time he was there. So now you're like, well, what the hell's going on? And so, you know, the next night he, he went and looked to see if he would show up again. And he sat by the side of the road cause they called the police and, um, Laura Linney is in the movie. She's she's the sheriff. Um, Deborah Messing's in the movie. She's the wife. Um, the plot of the, the 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 original plot was Deborah Messing is his wife, and years before that she passes away from cancer or an illness or something or other. But just before she died, she was making notes in her book and drawing pictures. And right before she died, the last picture she drew was of the Mothman. And the gentleman who was the orderly or whatever showed Richard Gere that picture, and he kind of freaked out. And so 
this intrigued him to go check out what was going on in Point Pleasant. And he meets Laura Linney, kind of becomes a love interest, sort of, um, but then sees his, sees his wife in Point Pleasant walking around. Um, and the Mothman communicates through white noise. So he was dialing his phone in the hotel. So imagine sitting in your hotel watching this movie in the complete dark and the, you know, the phones are ringing and he's like going whispering like this, you know, it's like something is talking to him over this white noise and it's just, it's bizarre. And you're watching this in the dark in a hotel room. He's in a hotel room kind of got, you know, it's kind of ironic because he doesn't really watch scary movies. I so don't. The fact and that I he didn't was really watching know. This. <laughs> it's not really a scary movie. It's suspense. Yeah. It's more suspenseful. Right. It's a, sus- it's a it's thriller. Like a thriller yeah. yeah. It's a thriller movie. But the thing that got me was at, at a certain point in the movie, He's washing his hands or something in the bathroom. I forget. He was doing something in the bathroom, and it's one of those old. I think it was when he opened his like closet. Well, the closet was behind him, and the closet has a mirror on it. So it's one of those bifold doors that has a mirror on it. And he closed it, and there was the Mothman. Oh, okay. With the red eyes, and it freaked the hell out of me. Like (laughs) I'm in a hotel room, and now I'm like, okay, that door's opening. The mirror's not going to be. I'm not going to see the mirror. I I don't want to wake up in the middle of the night. find out that there's, you know, a guy standing in my room because he's supposed to be, what, eight, ten feet tall yeah. or something Yeah, he's or supposed other. to be super tall. And um, just s- strange things. So people would have these premonitions throughout the movie, and one of the guys in the movie, Will Patton, he um, plays a gentleman named Gordon Smallwood. Um, he's kind of a local town folk. Um, he starts having these premonitions, and every time he has a premonition, something bad somewhere else in the country happens there was a plane crash or a bus derailment or something or happened in Colorado and something happened overseas an earthquake or a disaster or something so he would get these premonitions and his nose would bleed every time this happened and so it was just one thing after the other and then the bridge accident obviously at the end of the movie um and Laura Linney who's the the sheriff or whatever she kept having this reoccurring dream about a number well it was the number of packages spoiler alert it was the number of packages in the water as she was drowning. Okay. So everything gets tied together in this movie. Now she obviously doesn't end up drowning, but um, he, you know, he comes in and saves her. But that's how many packages were in the water with her, and it was all leading up all of this premonition and people seeing these sightings and you know Mothman bring, being burned into the tree um, in the back of somebody's yard, and there was a couple making out near a chemical plant and his eyes got burned because he looked right into the Mothman coming into the car and a few other things happened, but you know, it was all leading up to this bridge accident, um, which is kind of creepy. So it was, it's more of a thriller, but that was my experience with it. I'm, you know, I don't scary movies don't really scare me. I think they're kind of ridiculous on their face. Sometimes depends on how good the movie is, but this one got me and it, like she said, it normally doesn't get me. I don't up. remember when you told me this, but I just remembered you like didn't like having looking in the mirrors at hotels for a while. For a, and even here, I mean, even at like, so we're gonna do a podcast about nightmares on my on on my pack on my podcast, and one of the things that we're gonna talk about is greatest fears and nightmares, and one of the most reoccurring things is like evil spirits and things like that. But for the longest time when I was growing up, I didn't open a basement door without turning the light on because I didn't I have expected when I opened the door to see a pair of red eyes down at the bottom of the stairs <laughs> I think I don't some know people still do that right I don't know how many pe- I mean I think I still sometimes go yeah I, I kind of feel the hairs in the back of my neck stand up when I walk up the stairs like oh okay it's kind of creepy so it 
that kind of brought me to that point of watching that movie, and it was kind of a culmination of that. So anyway, that was my experience. Did mom know about, about all that, that you were scared of him? About scared of whom? The Mothman. Well, it wasn't necessarily It just, it kind of freaked me out. Right, like yes, because you're in a hotel. It happened in a hotel. There's a mirror. There's a mirror in my hotel. This, I mean, it's the same setup. It was, it was kind of bizarre. I've gotten over it since then, <laughs> but I can't. I can't. You don't travel anymore though, either. So I not mean, like I used to. No, no. but I, but at that time, and you know, I was young and naive. I mean, that was 15 years ago. It was a long time ago. Not that young. <laughs> I'd be scared if I was watching a movie and that happened and it looked exactly like the room I was standing in. <laughs> like Somewhere if you, you were left. If you were if you were in your room and something jumped out of underneath the bed and it looked the, like the same room that you were in, you bet your ass you would have checked under your bed. Like, okay, I'm going to see what's going on. I still on don't like sticking my arm or foot out Some of the Some people bed. are afraid to open their closet <laughs> doors. I don't like leaving mine open because your mind plays tricks on you too in the dark. Because you see something in there? Because like a lot of times when I was younger, I would look at the door and I swear I saw it move and then I would blink and it'd be back in the same spot. It's just your mind playing tricks on you. So it's, it's, it's hard to say that you can't be scared in the dark because most things happen in the dark because your mind's trying to wrap it around the darkness. and And the other thing is how many times are you in a room and you think you see something pass like out of the peripheral vision and then you look and there's nothing there. Well, did you actually see something or did you not see something? I don't know. So anyway, (laughs) we're getting off the beaten path of the Mothman prophecies. But that movie, when I started watching it, I was like, this is really intriguing. I want to see where this goes. You still watch this movie. I do. Every time it it comes on, I'll watch it just because. And every time the scene comes up, you just, you're like, this is it. (laughs) And I I don't want to, I like kind of turn away just because it really still kind of creeps me out from, from being in that moment. It was almost like I was replicated. The lights were off. It was the only thing on in the whole room, and just it was it was creepy. And so. it's funny because I mean, I obviously watch scary movies, and I watched this movie, and I was like, "Oh, this is definitely the part." Every time we got in the hotel room, I'm like, "This is gonna be it." <laughs> and then I saw it, and I was like, "This is what he was scared of." But again, you can't. You, you don't know, have I the ca- same. I can't speak experience. on your behalf. Cor- but well, you don't have the same. For experience. me, it's not there. scary, but for you, you obviously were a little traumatized because the environment. It's, but. Like some people are afraid of clowns, I hear. Okay, that's um, not fair to and it's single like me out. Being, it's like being afraid of clowns and watching it. I did watch it. I saw all of the it movies, but I'm still very. I have a good reason to be scared of clowns. <laughs> but we could we could talk about that yeah. um, uh, on the podcast conversations about nothing. Um, so watch for that. Um, we're going to talk about fears and nightmares because um, I think it's very interesting to find out who who has fears of what and how it really affects their entire life. If you have a fear of heights, if you have a fear of spiders, if you have a, it, people just have a, a crazy reaction to, to a lot of different things. And there's only like five or six reoccurring nightmares generally for everyone. It's usually five or six things, but the frequency with which people have nightmares, you'd be very surprised. I did a bunch of research, so um, we'll go over all that, but um, that was my experience. Oh, thank you for that. (laughs) Summer, would you like to go now? (laughs) Yeah. The last cryptid I have for today is about the chupacabra. Lots of people have heard about this one. I feel like it's super well-known, one of the most populars, so on. The chupacabra is a blood-sucking creature, allegedly the size of a small bear, sometimes with a tail, often covered in scaly skin with a row of spikes down its back. The chupacabra has been- Yes, it is. That's what it is. It's a dinosaur. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now that you say that, it kind of does sound like... Or a Pokemon. Sh- one of the two. I'm not going to go I'm not taking any. I'm not taking any other answers. It's a dinosaur or a Pokemon. Okay. Stay <laughs> <laughs> true or it's a dinosaur. <laughs> We're going to go with the dinosaur. Chupacabra is a dinosaur. Okay. I'll take that. Okay. <laughs> the ch- Chupacabra has been a staple in Puerto Rican folklore for decades. It's named after the first... An- Named after the first animals that they were reported to have killed in 1995, chupacabra, meaning goat sucker, the the creature supposedly moved on to chickens, sheep, rabbits, cats, and dogs. Hundreds of farm animals were found dead and drained of their blood. Word spread fast and farmers in neighboring countries were experiencing their own attacks in Mexico, Argentina, Chile, Colombia and the U.S. all dying similar gruesome deaths. Word of the Chupacabra reached Benjamin Radford, an American writer and skeptic, made it his life's work to either find or debunk the Chupacabra. I mean, it's kind of interesting, though, if it is real, because there's not a lot of animals or anything like it that only feed on blood. Yeah, and I feel like this is one that has a higher chance of being real since yeah. they did find carcasses with two puncture holes and the animal completely drained it's of its blood. still in movies today. Yeah. I mean, Scooby-Doo also made a movie with them, but continue. Anyway. <laughs> uh, during um, Radford's long journey, it took him through forest and farmlands across Southern America and the southwestern United States until he finally found someone who has seen the chupacabra up close and personal. Her name was Madeline Tolentino, and she had seen the chupacabra through a window at her home. In a town of southeast of San Juan in 1995, a bipedal creature with black eyes, reptilian skin, and spikes down its back. She claimed it was responsible for the animal attacks that were becoming so common in her country. She said it hopped like a kangaroo kangaroo, and reeked like sulfur. So we're assuming it looked more... I mean... No, it doesn't really look like a human. It hops like a king. No, it's from the description, it seems like it's the shape of a dog with features looking like a dinosaur, I guess, and moves like a kangaroo. Because right now I'm just picturing like a triceratops standing up. That's what I'm seeing. Okay. I was not picturing that. I'm going to say that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm picturing with like the spikes on the back. Yeah. But it's probably a lot scarier than that. I'm going to be honest. Yes. I don't think I've ever seen a picture of what it's supposed to look like. But I don't, I mean, I would suggest looking it up. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people have reported seeing it, and in the dark, they refer to it as a a large dog that walks around very weirdly and takes their animals and basically acts as a vampire and takes all their blood. I'd be fine with never meeting this creature. I think a lot of people would agree with you on that statement. I mean, so far, I mean, there's no reports of human attacks, right? No. Okay. So I think I'm okay. Yeah, it's only going after these specific animals. I mean, and it's in Southern America and, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's also been in the U.S., but not in the area we are. Because I saw the look on your face, you were a little terrified. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there are a lot of farms out here, though. I mean, it'd be like a minefield, honestly. Absolutely, since they do go after cows and goats. This would be the perfect area for them. This in the South. Yes, I mean, that's where... It typically is in the U.S. It's in the South. Well, yeah, because it's connected to South America through yeah. Mexico. So, anyway, well, <laughs> it seems that a lot of cryptid stories have the same plotline. 
that it's some made like creature that looks like five different creatures coming and killing things or kidnapping things of some sort. Yes, but this one's a little different. I mean, yeah. I think that the story's a little more unique than just being something with red eyes and yeah. flies over the town at night. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like out of the ones that we have ta- at least talked about today, this one is like one of the most realistic. Yeah. Because it could just be a animal we've never heard of, and it's just killing animals. Yeah, and they have found carcasses of the chupacabra. Interesting. So what if it is just an animal that's continuing to reproduce, and we just think it's yeah. this creature, and really it's just an animal that we've never discovered? Yeah, it's it's very possible this is just some type of animal that scientists never discovered until it became a folklore legend, and it just, I guess it feeds off of blood. But I don't know how nutritious blood is. I haven't tried it. I don't plan on it. <laughs> I don't think that, I mean, depending on what minerals maybe, but it, it could have another source of food. I mean, we just yeah. know about the carcasses because it's a mass reporting of animals being dead and drained of blood, <laughs> which is not common. So yeah. it could have multiple diets, but. From what people have found, they've only taken the blood, never the body. But it could eat, like, plants, too. Have, like, a little snacky snack on the grass. <laughs> I like your positivity. <laughs> Thank you. It makes it less scary, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's all I have for the Chupacabra, though. There is a sc- I've never seen the Scooby-Doo movie. It's one of Gentry's favorites, and I walked in on her one night watching it. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I have no idea what Scooby-Doo movie It's one of the about. animated ones. Okay. Yeah. And in the movie, it looks more like a, like a hairy beast. But I, that's why I was like, reptile, you say? Yeah. Dinosaurs. I've, <laughs> I've also heard people describe it as having like fur instead of scales. So yeah, I, that's, I, I think that's more of like the Mexico version of it. Yeah. At least that's where it took place in Scooby-Doo. I'm almost positive. Yeah. It was in Mexico. This one, I feel like this description is more Americanized. And from what I've collected that more in, in Mexican folklore, it does resemble more of like a coyote or a dog and it has fur instead of reptile skin, but it still always has, like, the tail and the spikes on its back. Technically, we've discovered that dinosaurs might have had feathers. So, I mean, technically... That is true. It could have been a dinosaur. I'm just saying. I mean, but I believe that this one's more real than the other three that we talked yeah. about. Just because it makes the most sense. I mean, the New the New Jersey Devil could literally just be a goat, too. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. They can't, like, see... Oh, goat prince, it's the devil. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, he changed, I mean, though, since he was based off of Pan, and he, Baphomet is a goat-like creature, they could just have been like, oh, God, it's a weird-looking goat. (laughs) Yeah. It's the devil. Yeah, I mean, anytime they find, like, some creature within mythology that resembles the goat, whether it's, like, pan or baphomet they're like yeah that's the devil that's him he's got goat features (laughs) i prefer to think of it like the um like the little cartoon guys that they depict (laughs) those make it look like the one i picture i like to picture because it's not scary (laughs) yeah or we could talk about the depiction of the devil and lucifer (laughs) yeah he really just has wings and He's Red a man. Eyes. He's Red a man. Eyes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, technically, if you're going biblical, he is a man. Yeah. Angel. Fallen angel. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that, 
that's all we have about cryptids today. We will be doing another episode on urban legends at some point. We did just watch the urban legend series, so if you haven't seen that, I would highly recommend. Skip the third movie. Save yourself the trouble. Yeah, that not worth it. First, no. first two were great. First one has Jared Leto, and I was like, oh boy, this just keeps getting better. We just talked about him. Uh, so yeah, that's all we have for today, and we will see you next week. Thank you.